Thank you, Michael. And we're back, and we're still here with Miss Ashley Mary Noon. Yay! <laughs> Hello again. It's She's been still a long here. Time. Yay! Thank you so much for staying around and chatting some more with us. Oh, for sure. You guys are so much fun that I just couldn't leave. <laughs> oh, that's because the door was locked. <laughs> uh, then, wait, what? Don't, uh, we'll delete this part. Uh, this isn't live. Uh, so, you heard him in the last episode, uh, especially the awareness that they are from the same town, uh, the same small town, Vacaville. They're both Vacavillains, as Michael likes yes. to say. Um, Mr. Michael Lutheran, who, many don't know, the inspiration behind Chucky. This is very true. Before I was born, you know, uh, I think that was Wes Craven, right? He was yeah. like, yes, I want to, I hear that this kid's about to be born. <laughs> Named Michael Lutheran, and he looks like this. <laughs> and he looks like this. And He's going to wear a lot of jeans, suspended overalls. <laughs> Yes. And, and striped shirts. And he won't have red hair, but I'm going to make this demon baby have red hair. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It was actually really funny, though, about that. When I was a kid, my my brother Todd Nunes, um, he, I had, this is before Chucky was even born also, but I had like this, this, I don't know the name of the doll, but we called it Chubbykins. And I got it for Christmas one year. And Todd decided to give it this whole persona and oh a, a very Chucky vibe. And Chucky wasn't even around yeah. yet. And uh, would make it talk and it would like do mean things or say mean things. And it was just Come like... Come here, Ashley. Yes, and he would talk. He would make it have that voice. Oh. And uh, I never played with it, but it would be... Oh, no, I wouldn't either. No. It would be all over the place in <laughs> random areas and everything. And it would just randomly appear. So if any movie has really affected my life, <laughs> it was Child's Play. Right. <laughs> which, which, it's funny, I think I forget that it's called Child's Play sometimes. Yeah, everyone thinks of it just it's called Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard to remember something that's called Child's Play. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, I've, I've mentioned this before, I think on the episode zero that we did for our Kickstarter that we did for the podcast, mm-hmm. my um, acting, my high school acting teacher, his name was Jason Michael Kruger. Oh, goodness. That's his, all three of them, <laughs> and he was born before any of those movies came out. That is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, that, he needs to live names. that up. <laughs> I, I can't imagine like what his ho- Halloween costumes must have been like. You know, he always, I, I, if that was my name, I would go like as an IRS agent. Like I would go like <laughs> completely, completely non, nothing the to most do with bland. my name. Because you know he gets it all the time. Oh, especially now. You try to get out of that. So, uh, so let's just kind of start at the beginning. Um, one of the topics that I kind of wanted to talk about, especially since you kind of come, you've done some of the horror genre mm-hmm. stuff, um, is that I think it's a continual controversy of how much violence is too much violence in movies and TV and does it affect people to go out and either commit violence or mm-hmm. have some sort of higher end of anger on them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and especially dealing with horror, does it ever cross the line when it comes to gore or violence itself. Um, So just kind of, yeah, just that, I think that's the first topic I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. When you talk about horror movies, you have to understand, I feel like, where those came from. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the history of horror in film? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was just a natural reaction to World War I and World War II, Mm -hmm. uh, German expressionism and the idea of embracing the nightmare, showing Mm -hmm. the nightmare. And so... You see filmmakers like Tim Burton who borrow a lot from German Expressionism, the skewed angles and very hyper-realistic reactions and the gothic settings and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And I think horror films stand as a way for people to show their fears and to show what truly scares them and to delve into the psyche of fear Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think it is... It, and it's interesting because you'll look at like the slasher films of the 80s, right? And those were yes. so different from scary movies prior to that. Yes. But then you look at, um, you know, you get the 90s, which were kind of continuations of the 80s. But then you get into the 2000s and then you get things like uh, Saw mm-hmm. and more of the gory torture, torture mm-hmm. uh, horror, mm-hmm. which, you know, um, has a different subset of its own movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's interesting to see how it's grown and to also have a discussion, I guess, of what that means, what's happening to us as a country or species of like, these are the things that we're scared of. Well, there's always that feeling of, does it desensitize us to mm-hmm. violence? I mean, you go, you can take a say about like video games too, GTA, things like that. But, you know, 
my feeling has always been with violence is the same with um, language Mm -hmm. is that it has to have a purpose. Mm. If it doesn't have a purpose, then that's where I'm like, well, why? I was going to exactly say that because um, with the exception of Last House on the Left, Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of rape scenes. I think that even if if it calls for it, Mm -hmm. we get the point. Mm -hmm. You can have implied the, like, we know what happened behind those doors. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's something that we really need to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with Last House on the Left, it had a great payoff Mm -hmm. in the film with the parents coming in and just totally, you know, going at it and Mm -hmm. we're all cheering uh, for them. Mm -hmm. But seeing it, Mm-hmm. I don't have to see it. Right. Like, I get it. I get what's happening. It's um, a vi- type of violence that I don't really mm-hmm. care to see. Absolutely. Right, of course. And um, I think it's just, again, it's just like going back to the idea of the nightmare and the things that scare us and mm-hmm. stuff. And I do think that there are subjects where it does cross the line. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm personally, like, I have trouble watching things like you know, torture, horror, mm-hmm. or something like Saw, because that, for me, it's just like, that's, that, now that's going into the very darker yes. side of things, whereas there's, uh, one of my favorite scary movies, I, I don't even know if it'd be scary, it'd be more thriller, is uh, Shutter Island. Okay. And in that film, Martin Scorsese used the backdrop of World War II as the thing that's really, um, terrifying. that terrifies the central character of Leonardo DiCaprio, because he mm-hmm. served in World War II. And so he uses history as a means to shock you yeah. and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just so... It, and it, But it is also a good way to create discussion, mm-hmm. right? Um, by sometimes not showing it, it allows the space for audience people or viewers to think about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why, it, why it's not okay. there is a purpose, mm-hmm. just like what you said, if, there, mm-hmm. if it is a purpose, then... Like with Last House on the Left, there was a purpose mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Still a little much to right. take in. But again, with like torture, it's like if there's mm-hmm. a purpose for mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. then you can, you know, you can see it. There's a purpose. It's just like with nudity. I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of nudity. That's right. not something that I would ever do. Right. So, yeah, I won't do it. <laughs> so, okay. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you're not going to, I'm not going to get cast for any roles. Mm-hmm. That will require that, but if it has a purpose for it, mm-hmm. then you know, mm-hmm. then yeah, okay, cool. But it's not necessarily something mm-hmm. that I have to see. Right. I feel for me with the violence in a film, it has to for me to be. I mean, I'm not the end all be all. None of us are. But for me to for me personally be okay with it, it has to really build the story. Mm-hmm. So each time it happens, which I feel like Halloween does really well, where yes. it's 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 surrounding her, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. and it's kind of taking away all her safeties so that she's by herself in the end. So it builds the sus- suspension for yes. her because all the relief is going away that she could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like the scene the scene in almost every horror film where if somebody's able to call the cops, the cops come to the house. And they turn around. There's the killer, and he kills them. And yes, oh, always, always. That deputy's never gonna make it out. And Um, you just know, especially when they come with just one. Yeah, oh, poor guy. And and, and right when they're like, "Well, I don't see anything here." Oh, you're gone. But it's always fun though to see when filmmakers like switch up the tropes Mm -hmm. because there are, especially within horror, there are built-in tropes within the genre. Well, I mean, one of the best ones, which I know you've mentioned before, is one of your favorite trilogy, or one of your favorite series, is Scream. Yes. Which is the first one, I think, that has taken the tropes of horror and took it, made fun of them, but also by, in the way of making a horror film itself. It's one of the most, like, meta films I've seen where it it knows exactly what it is and it's commenting on on itself mm-hmm. in yes. a way. Um, right. one and it just brought back a lot of relatable characters mm-hmm. too to just draw everybody. Well, yeah. Well, well that's no, sorry. Well, we'll, go, yeah. well, that's what I loved about Scream Four mm-hmm. was I felt it went back to that, mm-hmm. which I think I had lost from like two to three. Mm-hmm. Is that it brought back this like what's going on in society now? That and even then, like the idea of this webcam and killing people. Mm. With a webcam is now even more with Facebook Live, and I don't want to get too much into yeah. too serious stuff, but that's becoming well, a problem. But that is actually part of the discussion, right? In terms of violence in film and stuff mm-hmm. like that, we're now in this 
era where we have a platform that allows people to just broadcast mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now Mark Zuckerberg is having to su- suddenly start shifting ideas around social media and like how people are able to broadcast certain content mm-hmm. yes. and stuff like that because we are reaching that line, mm-hmm. right? Well, then how do you prove? And do everybody's you... different too. Mm-hmm. You see, when I grew up, like I wasn't censored from any of that stuff. And then when I, what I was watching, I knew the difference between movies and what was real mm-hmm. because since I was I was born into it, I was born into my brother teaching me what's mm-hmm. fake and what's real. Mm-hmm. When I see stuff like that on TV, like fist fights and you know somebody just getting like beat up or right. bullied, like that's real. Mm-hmm. That's not something I want to see. That's mm-hmm. not something that I can stick around and and watch. Right. You know, and people are just posting it like it's entertainment. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's. it's for me, I, you know, like I, like I, we mentioned, we both have kids, and mm-hmm. and I, I'm a, a fan of wrestling, and but it's one of the things where I don't have it on mm-hmm. if my child is in the room mm-hmm. because yeah. he doesn't understand that that one. Sorry for those spoiler alert. It's fake, yeah. and that you know what The Rock does not hate Stone Cold Steve Austin. That they're actually <laughs> really good friends. I know, I know, Scooby. It's really hard to figure that out, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it, it. But you know, he, you know, it's one. I'm very careful, and my wife kind of pushed a lot of that. Like she didn't want that around as well, mm-hmm. and and I, I've I've had it on before where he's walked in, and, and I think he has seen a few things where it's caused some hitting maybe to happen from that. Mm-hmm. But it is a real you know idea of being taught the difference mm-hmm. between what is the real and what isn't. But then also you again have that line being blurred sometimes where like my favorite horror film I think is The Strangers. Oh, I love the Because to me it is such a film of, like that could happen. It definitely could. And, and they even and that's how they marketed was like somebody could just randomly come to your house and just mess with you. And you know what? And, and things like that have happened. And I think it's based off like somewhat of a story in a newspaper. Before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was you based know? or inspired by yeah, true yeah, events. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where, for me, I, like I said, for me, there's there to me there's a limit to the gore. And how long it's on screen? Where for me personally, I'm just like, okay, I'm over it. Like, mm-hmm. let's. Mm. And I'll even. I mean, I'll be honest. There's times when I'm watching a horror film. If I know, like, you get that feeling, something's about to happen. I, I do the little like kind of. Oh yeah. Love the eye cover. I do that, now, but like my fingers. Yeah, the fingers split. But I'll do like the where you close them real quick and like you know because I do. I'm, I'm I get a little scared of stuff uh, like that, and it's like also at the same time I don't want to see someone get killed. Yeah. You know, it's not who I am, but. It, it has to really progress story, but I think going but, out of horror yeah. into like Quentin Tarantino, you know, who, his his films are also a commentary on violence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking thinking back of superheroes. One of my favorite movies recently is Logan, mm-hmm. okay. which you know it's, is a movie about a violent character, it's very brutal. But at the same time, of all of the superhero movies I've seen for a while, it's one of the first movies where it's like. It's not a film. It's not a violent film. It's mm-hmm. a movie about violence, yeah. and there's certain and the moments of action and stuff are very specific. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just slicing and dicing people for the sake of doing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stuff. It's there's meaning behind it. Yeah, and sure, some of it is shock value because we as audiences hadn't been privy to see Wolverine in that context mm-hmm. before. But it also gives us a greater sense of the cost right. of being that person with those abilities. And the struggle right. that he's going through, but I think you know, I think also if you look at it, where people like quickly again, Quentin Tarantino, the people he portrays on that not him personally, but the, he puts on screen are rarely ever good people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rarely ever a good person in his movies. There's maybe one usually, and like you know, uh, Reservoir Dogs. There's the undercover cop, and then the rest are all they're all bad guys. But even with that movie, it opens up with. The cop mm-hmm. bleeding out in the back seat of a car. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's one of the opening. Besides the restaurant yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. the the second scene of the movie yeah, is yeah. like, bam, you're in the action. Mm-hmm. But if there's a specific reason for it, right. yeah. And, but you know, it's it's one of those things where for me, it's it's that idea that you have to portray who people are. Mm-hmm. You can't have. I can't write. Um, an, a mobster or a, a, you know a, a gang member or a villain in the world we live in now and he is just 
quaint unless that's you can find a way to make that creepy where you can have this quaint villain it's like well now i'm going to kill you <laughs> like but which is possible well, and that's, I mean, that's kind of character but that's more like a hannibal lecter though right right, right. No, where absolutely. you could have a character who's just so so engaging and mm-hmm. so nice yeah, everything about his behavior suggests that they're mm-hmm. a good person, mm-hmm. but the fact that he eats people right. is the interesting, crazy thing <laughs> but, about but it. Here's, but going back to that, if you did not see him doing that in that movie, mm-hmm. which you don't see until near the end, yeah. doing his, his thing... Hashtag spoilers. Hashtag spoilers. <laughs> um, then, then, it then you would not believe that he is who that person is being portrayed as. Mm-hmm. Now oh, that's you true. know he plays the part like oh he's crazy, but is he crazy enough to actually eat a human being? And until you actually you don't I don't think you see him do you don't see like him chewing down on the meat, but you hear the sounds and then you he lifts up and there's just blood yeah all uh-huh. over like spaghetti sauce, <laughs> and it's just kind of like you, you got know it. yeah mm-hmm. they that you okay this guy's a true villain he he is dangerous yeah mm-hmm. now you know? shifting um to more of a production side mm-hmm. of things because actually obviously you've been in horror films yeah. i i haven't as an actor been on set where there's a lot of action or something like that so is there anything that you can speak from of being an actor on set and like being in those quote-unquote violent scenarios like how much rehearsal and staging goes into all of that to ensure the safety of the actor but also the emotional preparation, I guess, for yeah. it. Yeah, well, the most of the emotional preparation is drawn from, well, obviously putting yourself in their situation and putting some type of, um, making you that person. So, like, mm-hmm. everything that you have experienced, you have to figure out a way to experience what this person has and is experiencing yeah. at that moment. Like so, not all of us have been chased by an, a clown with an axe. Exactly. But you have to <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to put yourself under those imaginary circumstances and yes. still be true. Yes, and make it believable yeah. <laughs> as well. Because like you know, you never know things like I mean, we we're having like a clown epidemic, or mm. yeah, or did it just year. pass? <laughs> you know, right. like where clowns were like the randomly thing roaming and, around. Yeah. yeah, Texas wasn't it? Uh, all over, like all Germany, over, Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, all over the world. You know, world I, it was I have to say, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have a clown. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really, I saw one. I well, because really they knew it wouldn't it. do anything to you. Yeah, they knew I'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> can, I, can I get a picture? Just real quick. That's great cosplay. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, uh, brings me back to Halloween Horror Nights. That's such a topic. Mm-hmm. But um, my first time going to Halloween mm-hmm. Horror Nights, um, I remember. I mean, I screamed like ridiculously. I love, like, I love the fear. I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, you know, fake and everything, but mm-hmm. I love the jump. Right. I love yeah. like, the butterflies, that mm-hmm. feeling that you get. And I remember at the very end when we were about to leave, um, all of the um, the crazies, the the pigmen, like pigmen, mm-hmm. like all of them were in the front, mm-hmm. blocking the mm-hmm. exit. And I remember they're all just standing still, and like no one is moving, and. <laughs> We were like contemplating, do we walk past them or do we walk around them? Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, this is a photo op. <laughs> I'm like, they're here so we can take pictures with them. <laughs> and so I remember going up there, getting ready to take a selfie with mm-hmm. one of them. And then all of a sudden there was like this big noise, like, like screaming. Mm-hmm like a siren and then everyone like all the chainsaws started going off and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> this is not that this is the, the final moment yeah yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's where they, they chase everybody but out but that's what like you know the, I guess the first time yeah exactly <laughs> but, but that actually kind of brings it. it back to original like sometimes we like going into scary situations mm-hmm. for entertainment well, right yeah. it, and I think it goes back to like strangers the reason I love strangers so much is the suspense Mm-hmm. Like it, there's not. I don't. From what I remember, I could be wrong. There's not a lot of violence in the movie. It's all what's going to happen. It's all this it builds suspense. it and builds it and builds it. And that's what I love. I yes. love the what's going to happen. And I think that's why. Like it, I'm not a big fan of haunted houses. Like mm-hmm. I, I like that's the only reason I could do Halloween Horror Nights because I knew. Even yeah. but even then, walking through it because I walked through it several times. I, I knew where everybody was. I knew where all the jumps were. Mm-hmm. Still got me every time. Because it's just that the air <laughs> and the feeling, feeling and the suspense. And that's, for me, if, if a movie can build that without having to have the gore and things like that, but just make me go, 
the suspense. Well, because so know. much of it is, I think, on our day day to day lives, we don't encounter those scary situations, mm-hmm. and so it's some of what is tapping into the primal instinct, right? Mm-hmm. Of yes. like that's why we like to go on roller coasters, or why we like to jump off of a plane thousands of feet up in the air or whatever, because yes. we need that instant thrill, thrill that we normally don't get. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, but kind of going from like scary movies and uh, you know horror movies, there's obviously um, certain ta- certain kind of roles can be. Well, real, real, oh, yeah. Yeah, before I was gonna ask, um, other other than uh, what is what is your favorite Michael horror film? Oh, because I mentioned mine. I know we know Ashley's is Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what is your favorite? You know, because um, I talked about Shutter Island, but that's more of a thriller. I'd have to say, linking back to Horror Nights, I really enjoy. Insidious 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I think they're a wonderful pairing and also a really great um, you know, tribute to Poltergeist mm-hmm. and some of the old classic scary yeah. movies, but a really fun way of bringing it all in together. Paranormal. And also because the scares are just based off of mo- most of the performances. Yeah, Like the woman in black in chapter 2 is just so terrifying. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And yeah. And I think it also had to do something with us meeting as well at Horror Nights and yeah. stuff. But yeah, I really enjoy those movies. I, I love the haunted houses that have the suspense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like that's where you, you don't want to walk. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's times where, you know, when you're waiting in a line and sometimes the lines or the, the crowd gets too much. Yeah. And then you miss the scare. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I just missed the scare. Like right in front of like, you. I know. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, they're going to skip me now. Yeah. You know, they're gonna but then they get you. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they're really good and they mm-hmm. get you, and they get you. So when I go in and I notice that there's a big crowd ahead of me, mm-hmm. I try to like slow it down back. Yeah. a little bit yeah. because it's like I I want that jump. You need, you need that distance. <laughs> I want that guy crawling on the ground. And I can't. See. Well, some of the best ones for me are when like for a few seconds nothing happens and you're like what? And but it's like okay something's gonna happen soon. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it doesn't you're like. Okay, something big's gonna happen. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. Then this is gonna be setting up for something great. Or, or like, kind of what you're saying. Like sometimes you see the scare happen in front of you. Mm-hmm. What I love though is that, okay, I'm looking over there, mm-hmm. but then someone else so gets me, me and I wasn't expecting that like, scare. I've had that I happen that. before. I've had many falls <laughs> in, <laughs> for, in those houses. Like literally, t- like. Like a scare to the ground. <laughs> and just so you know, for scare actors, at least at Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm sure at other haunt events, scare actors like count their tallies. Yeah, we, we, keep, we, we keep tallies of that. It's like the, the kills. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, movies. And even though we were comedic relief, Daniel and I would try so hard to get falls. To get falls because we would just be performing comedy, right? Yeah. And like right before people go in the house. But we actually got a few. Yeah, we we, had, we we decided, like, we were a little upset we didn't get to scare people. So we decided to come up ways of surprising people and uh-huh. kind of scaring them. And it would always be the people of, like, ah, oh, I don't want to listen to those guys. Yeah. Oh. So they'd be on their phones mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah, the yeah. ones that, like, take you out of the moment, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that are like, oh, you didn't scare me. Yeah. I'm like, come on, why are you even yeah, here? Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. a question like, we ask ourselves all the time. Like, stop. <laughs> or they'll, they'll, they'll like, don't miss my girlfriend. I'm like, dude, you're not Oh, we, right had, we had that... <laughs> Several times, the it's big annoying. bad boyfriend mm-hmm. that tried to be. Oh my god! I I I'm pretty sure I got almost like three fights. Oh my god! They take of, they like take the fun out of it yeah. and the fun out of it for other people who've like paid yeah. to be there. It's like I scared your girlfriend at a Halloween event. You should be high fiving me. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like the, the that's the point. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole. And point you get those. You get the reactions like, dude, you totally got her. Like, yeah, you high five, and she's like, that was not nice. And those are the type of people that I like to go with. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have our little group, you know, mm-hmm. that we, we go with every year because we have fun and we love to get scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I get scared just walking down the hall to going to the bathroom mm-hmm. and the lights are all off, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess, like, my brother was in the bathroom and I was, like, walking down the hall and I was, like, getting ready to go to the bathroom. And he, like, opens up the door and the door is, like, the, it's dark yeah. all of a sudden he comes out of it and I see his figure I dropped whatever I had and screamed <laughs> bloody Mary <laughs> so which loud the, which at the time was your child that you were kidding <laughs> yeah, I know and no this is like just like a year ago oh wow this oh, is like wow. recent or pretty recent and I just screamed so loud but it's like I still but like that's the Philly that I still like mm-hmm. I mean it's 
fun feeling. Yeah, it's obviously rush. not the, the the real life. Right, right. Yeah. No, yeah. So you were you were saying. Oh yeah. So. so I was just talking about like especially in horror film, um, there's actors who get typecast mm-hmm. to play certain roles, and you know goes on through their career. So I just wanted to talk about typecasting um if it's anything any of us have experienced obviously there's pros and cons to mm-hmm. it um so yeah i mean obviously you've worked in horror yeah um but th- those are also collaborations with your brother yes though so i think that casting that's a little different yeah but um yeah so let- well so far i don't think i've really ran into typecasting mm-hmm. um i i love being a scream queen mm-hmm there's different variations of victims that you can play. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to play the same type of victim mm-hmm. or the same type of character in a horror film, but you have the title Scream Queen still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far I haven't felt like I've had the typecast, but I know a lot of people who have. So, for instance, if a person is only to play a very vixen-type role and that's all they've ever done could very well be typecast as just a vixen yeah and not given the chance or the opportunity to show them what they really have Mm -hmm. and so with me not having that vixen being my first role Mm -hmm. got me out of that Mm -hmm. so if i were to ever play a vixen type role it wouldn't have been because that's all i've ever played right so be actually something different Mm -hmm. so do you think it's about making sure you have a variety of Mm -hmm. stuff going on that like say you were to play the vixen or something mm-hmm. that maybe your next project mm-hmm. you specifically choose something that's not that type of character yeah um well right now i'm not gonna say to be choosy mm-hmm. you yeah know, if you're just starting off you know and having an opportunity take it but just also just be aware mm-hmm. of it you know that's all I can really say. Yeah. Just be aware of mm-hmm. your roles and where you're you're going with yeah. it. I think for, I think what what's important is to put out um, a variety, like kind of like you said, like a variety of roles mm-hmm. in your headshots and mm-hmm. in your presentation of yourself. Yes. Whether it's parts you've already played or not, knowing. But it's also there's the other side of knowing who you, what you can play, what your yeah. brand is, yeah, what your brand is, who mm-hmm. are you, and and you know I know Michael's website does this really well, and another uh, I was actually saw another actress's website earlier that was very similar to kind of how yours is. Oh really? Um, where they kind of put a little bit of like a small little I'm the blah blah blah. Oh blah, the tab. Yeah, like I'm this is who I am, and it's kind of like that you're letting them know mm-hmm. I'm okay playing this. And these are some options that I can play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think there is always that hope of having that person. And usually it's going to be a friend or uh, uh, somebody you know that gives you that part that is outside because they know you. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but and I think that's you know. part of the reasons why I haven't really been to typecast because I do right. work really closely with my brother mm-hmm. who gives me opportunities to play different people. Right. Yeah. And so I had that out there. Right. And a lot coming to LA and if you're by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, I have friends who have come here and they don't have the family. They don't mm-hmm. have, you know, that connection with somebody. And so the struggle is a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to, as a woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's different mm-hmm. struggles that you have to fight through, you know, uh, with um, producers mm-hmm. and directors. And, you know, there's all different types. So you just have to be self-aware. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean... Going back to what you were saying, like sometimes you embrace it, right? Mm-hmm. Like at least in the o- onset of your career, mm-hmm. trying to build roles. Uh, one of the people I look up to the most is Robin Williams. And oh, he's yeah. a guy that for the longest time was playing those very eccentric, crazy roles, the things that we all know mm-hmm. Robin Williams for. Yes. But you do that so that when you're at that level of success, you can then start choosing what else you want to do. And more serious roles. Yeah, That's more like Jim Carrey too. Yeah. Like he is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, he had to go and play those Ace Ventura yes. and mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. yes. to get the Truman Show. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. And now it's like, wow, everyone's like looking at him differently. Mm-hmm. And like he has acting chops. You well, know? <laughs> and, and then it like also, it shocks audiences a bit more Mm because you're so used to seeing them as the clown or something Mm -hmm. like that but then all of a sudden you get that different shade and it's a much bigger impact and I think part of the uh, the the the, what's the word I'm looking for Um, 
part of the uh, it, it falls on the shoulders also I think of the writers as well mm. because mm-hmm. I think we we now have because of books and and classes there's this structure and a format that things are written in and there's characters that you archetype archetypes, the characters yeah. that you have to have and so that once somebody plays that archetype then people automatically know we need a blank blank like person like superman christopher reeves is superman yes like mm-hmm. people like he's my superman mm-hmm. that's and so every person that plays superman since then since then has some sort of christopher reeves quality yes. and look to them. I mean, I just think of Brandon Routh. Yeah, I thought he was a fantastic uh, Superman and yeah. Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While the movie might have had certain issues, mm-hmm. I thought if they were going for a Christopher Reeve type... Superman, and there's moments where you almost see Christopher Reeve mm-hmm. in him a little bit. Yeah. Like he could have been his dad in yeah, some ways. You totally. Know? And, and I think it falls on the writers, and this is just coming from me, that to write more intricate characters Mm -hmm. and it's hard when you see and i think i I feel like we've talked about this on the show with somebody else but when you see you know and i'm sure especially with women it's the worst Mm -hmm. when you see you know sides that are like you know blonde tall and big breasted and that's 18 out of the 20 sides is you know beautiful athletic girl next door like the character what gets me me is Mm -hmm. the height Mm -hmm. because i'm like very like athletic Mm -hmm. and I would love to play um, in thriller films Mm -hmm. and be that you know athletic type character Mm -hmm. but they're always like 5'7 or above Mm -hmm. I'm the same way I'm 5'6 and there are certain roles that it, I want to go for I want to try and go for the leading man or Mm -hmm. something like that but because I'm 5'6 you're like you know, and even though Tom Cruise might be five foot six or Mel Gibson five foot six, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you, you just have to work to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Scientology, man. I mean, there's ways too, like in filming mm-hmm. that can Camera make tricks, them yeah. right. you know, appear taller. Which that's what they and, do with him all the time. Yeah. But for me, so, I know. mean, there there are options and there right. is a way to make it. But when if you're like self submitting mm-hmm. and you look at those roles yeah. and it's like they see your height, I'm five two, yeah. so. Obviously, um, nowhere close to yeah. being five seven. And that's what, that's, that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's up to them to go. Let's think differently. Let's think mm-hmm. out of the box. Let's find someone that's not, you know, the white, uh, six pack, chiseled face leading man. Let's try something else mm-hmm. and see what mm-hmm. happens and do something different. Be I, I'm a bigger guy. I'm gonna be the funny best friend. The. Uh, uh, screw up in the office like that's who this that's my body type um you know and, and which is is frustrating whereas mm-hmm. you know michael I, we've when we he's done headshots before we've talked about like what he should do for his headshots and you know immediately the first things i think it was like you know it guy best friend next door um guy that likes the girl but she doesn't like him mm-hmm. like that's just because it's just but it's because we're built based on years of films and who've mm-hmm. played them and what they've looked like and acted like, we are pro- programmed to think that... And, and the industry is as yeah. well. Like the yeah, tagline that I've come up with that's on my website is uh, your nerdy best friend with a secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, like that's yeah. that's the, you know, typically I'll play more comedic roles, but some of the darker roles I've played, it's because they always have some secret that they're yeah. holding back. Mm-hmm. And you um, kind of give them that edge, like, you know, this is who I am, but this is who I, I really, really am. am. <laughs> exactly. And it uh, makes a light switch, you know, <laughs> on. And and also, too, there might be a audition that you go on, and if you're self-submitting, I'd say, like, even if you don't completely fit the demographic, but you have a strong feeling with that character submit and who knows you might be something that they may not have already thought of Mm -hmm. you know most directors do kind of know what they want and what they're looking for already going in but you may be that one that surprises them and switch things up yeah you know and you know i think something you mentioned before uh, to me is does this happen over several different mediums Mm -hmm. you know not just film oh sure And, and i think i think it's true i think it does because you have singers who, if they start out and are successful in some sort of genre, and then they want to go, you know what? I'm tired of just doing punk rock. 
I want to try more pop. Can, mm-hmm. You know, think yeah. of uh, Matchbox Twenty and uh, uh, the lead singer of uh, d- 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 the lead singer of Matchbox Twenty. He has the same name as a TV showrunner. I can't think of his name. Do you know, I know. it? I know. Like, I'm like trying to think. He did. Nah, he did Veronica Mars, and I can't think of his name. While you think about yes. it, I'll, I'll offer a different example. Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. They were a band that you know changed rock and roll for as we know it to be. And then when John Henry Bonham passed away, they decided not to continue. Mm-hmm. But then you get Robert Plant, who went off and started doing, uh, you know, learning more different types of music. And then you have, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy Page learning different styles of rock and roll and playing in other different bands and stuff. And mm-hmm. but of course, everyone knows them for mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But even when they come back to do like reunion tours and stuff, the music's different because they're bringing that mm-hmm. different experience vibe. that they've, mm-hmm. yeah, that different vibe. Rob Thomas. There we Rob go. Thomas. But he went from, you know, Matchbox 20, which was kind of pop rock, to pretty much like pop music, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, very uh, blurred lines type style <laughs> music. And so it's giving someone that opportunity to change. If Michael Jackson had left what he did and went to do rock, how would that have been, you know, received? Garth Brooks leaves and changes, makes up a whole persona mm-hmm. to go do rock and leaves country, though that that was supposedly for a movie that never got made. But, the, you know, there's things like that where it's kind of, can people, can people, can people shift? Yeah, can, can people, people shift? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like it, though, when they start to experiment because mm-hmm. it's like, they may have been, they may have gotten their name from a certain genre mm-hmm. or a certain you know um, type of music, but that they may have a feel for something else and want to mm-hmm. share that. Well, one actress that I'm thinking of right now is Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. Started off on Saturday Night Live, you know, cr- mm-hmm. Crazy Target Lady right. and all that stuff. But then mm-hmm. she's also taking certain career moves that mm-hmm. c- certainly she's doing Ghostbusters, still comedy, but then right. she's doing other more dramatic roles yeah. like uh, the movie she did with Bill Hader the Skeletons yeah, Twins the, the Skeletons mm-hmm. which is fantastic and film. it's just interesting to see like someone taking a very same with Bill Hader I mean yeah, yeah, yeah you know the same in that exactly going against the type that everyone's normally casting yeah. and saying mm-hmm. no I'm gonna go out and do something that I'm interested in mm-hmm. and I think like as an actor don't forget what you want what your goal is yeah don't because keep- if you just like you, if you find success in a certain area, use that to get to where mm-hmm. you want to go. Like, yeah. don't get stuck. Don't mm-hmm. just stay. I mean, of so course, I, say yes to every opportunity, yes. but right. then don't keep on doing material to please other people. Yeah. Make yeah. sure that it's still responding it, it, to don't you. Don't miss out on other opportunities. Don't lose the joy of what you like to do because you're doing crap. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to archetypes. Uh, I think we can all agree we're all big fans of superheroes. Yes. And and, and we've all read a comic at some point in our lives. Yes. Um, I wonder, you know, I I know you do a lot of cosplay and you have Mm -hmm. some favorites that you have and we've we've talked a little bit about that already. You know, I wanted to kind of talk about superheroes and how they influence us and our society a little bit. Mm -hmm. We're getting deep, folks. Um, (laughs) Everyone get ready. We're about to nerd out. It's so hard. Um, You know, also, I've mentioned my favorite superhero is Superman. Mm-hmm. And I love this idea that this guy is all powerful, and I know a lot of people hate that about him mm-hmm. because it's like it's hard to find someone to fight him. But it's because you know, and I've, we've talked about this, I think, and just personal is that the, the true power he has is that he can have all those powers and still be good yeah. and not lose his mind and take over the world. Because you can get those powers can be in the wrong hands, which mm-hmm. they have been. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's, a, there's apparently, I don't know the name of it, I've heard about it in passing, there's apparently some storyline where Batman got Superman's powers mm-hmm. for a short time and it drove him insane. And he's always, and part of that was because they have this idea that he's always upset at him because like you can mm-hmm. do so much. Do you imagine what I could do in Gotham? You live in Metropolis, which is bright and sunny. I live in Gotham. Yeah. And if I had those powers and he, he gets them somehow and he goes, and but he ends up going mad. Mad. With I think too, like just Superman's upbringing when mm-hmm. he like landed here mm-hmm. has helped too hold mm-hmm. back and know that you can't just go off and like you know show your powers right away right, right. you have to learn to control them which they've played with with like red sun yeah where he, he lands in the soviet union yeah. instead of, <laughs> you know kansas no but I, 
I also love Superman growing up when I was a kid. I think it was also so much to do with Christopher Reeves' mm. own personal mm-hmm. story and like mm-hmm. what he had to overcome yeah. and everything. And so I always viewed him as a hero. Mm-hmm. And but his portrayal of Superman of being this, you know, uh, lanky, awkward guy mm-hmm. could also still be this hero mm-hmm. that you could be the same person and have these different personality traits but finding the hero within mm-hmm. I think um, was always something that I could identify with a little bit <laughs> I, I think also like the fun with that especially from the movies we have Lois Lane who loves Superman yes but ends up falling in love with, with Clark, Clark. Yeah. yeah and it's this idea of like she fought, she loves the, the the jock I guess if you look at it that way Superman's the jock but falls in love with the nerd. And I've always, I was like, oh, maybe one day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. One day that'll happen to me. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting when you say, like, I think Superman, honestly, is the, or not Superman, um, he, he was to me. Christopher Reeve's the only, like, celebrity death I've ever truly cried mm-hmm. over. Um, because I truly believed he was going to walk again. Like, he made me believe. I, well, do you remember you know? that commercial where mm-hmm. they did some CGI where you see him, like, get out of the wheelchair? And I think it was to raise awareness for stem cell mm-hmm. research mm-hmm. and everything like that and, and showing this is what could... This right. is a possibility. Right. And they did with, like, special effects of him walking again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was... Yeah. powerful. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite superhero m- movies that kind of speaks of the importance of superheroes is... Uh, Unbreakable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, especially to, in the sense of original. Well, yeah, and superheroes. Uh, original superheroes, but also turning archetypes on their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And but in that film, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character kind of talks about we've always thought had superheroes. They were the Greek gods. They're the Roman gods, and mm-hmm. you know we've we've always been we as humans have always been interested in the the ability the what ifs of there was someone else someone else greater than us with mm-hmm. these certain powers or something like that. So there's always been this fascination of mm-hmm. the impossible mm-hmm. and kind of having some type of bridge mm-hmm. to that and in some type of uh, fictional or uh, some type of other form mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. us. And so, I don't know, it's always been that playful opportunity mm-hmm. to think and wonder. How is, yeah. how like, you know, Wonder Woman and stuff, how has that inspired you as, like, just a person? Just as a person, um, it just reminds me that, you know, men and women can be equal Mm -hmm. like they we can be and i don't understand why there's got to be like a a vice you know um Mm -hmm. double standard Mm -hmm. you know um so with wonder woman she just kept me strong Mm -hmm. you know i never backed down to anything i was arm wrestling in junior high and i was beating (laughs) boys Mm -hmm. (laughs) not until like you know physically in uh high school you know the guys started to get stronger and Mm -hmm. faster than me finally Mm -hmm. um but just staying strong and staying competitive and not backing down mm-hmm. into, um, and I think also too, just having four older brothers mm-hmm. along with Wonder Woman. Right. But she she definitely kept me that strength. Well, so it's not letting people feel, let, letting you feel like you're less than mm-hmm. a guy or a man or mm-hmm. a Superman or whatever. Yes. You know, it's it's that yeah, it's definitely that strong. Which it was that's why it was created. It was created by a guy. Who uh, who had I think it was his wife or his friend's wife that he wanted to emulate, who was a strong female mm-hmm. figure, and that's why he created Wonder Woman. Was that was he 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 that was his uh, uh, archetype for it? Was this woman that was just mm-hmm. didn't take crap from anybody? Yeah. You know? Well, and what I also love about superheroes and comics specifically is that. They're always so related to what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at the X-Men and it's no wonder why the X-Men took off because that was also happening during the decade in which civil rights mm-hmm. and everything was happening where the, it, it was a story about outsiders mm-hmm. wanting to be seen as, you know, we want to be accepted mm-hmm. by everyone. And so comic books have such a wonderful way. Um, I mean, film and television obviously do this, but it's a great way to read about real issues that these characters are going through, like Peter Parker, mm-hmm. of being that you know awkward teenager who you don't know your place in the world, but you also have to now deal with this responsibility yes. of having this great power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for a young person reading these and like seeing how these characters are re- going through issues that you know we're experiencing as well, yeah, but showing us the positive 
outcome. Mm-hmm. Like, you, we, we have these same situations, but we went to this greater extent. We chose this option. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, what, they, they can teach. What, um, I mean, we've talked about like some of our favorite movies, obviously. Uh, has there been uh, a, a superhero film or TV show that has um, uh, inspired or uh, uh, influenced your career oh, yeah. or okay. your path? Well, I'm going to say this right now. My yeah. favorite movie is Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm already the movie that, that's about to come I'm already, I'm already putting second. it out there. <laughs> Two second, it will be officially her favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know. I mean, that... This movie, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, has been the movie that I've been waiting for my whole entire life. Right. Uh, seriously. So this, I'm like, this is my year. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been waiting for this. My brother's been waiting for this. Uh, I'm just so excited. So not one negative critic ruin <laughs> this moment for me. Okay. Well, uh, and who's the director of Wonder Woman? Patty uh, Jenkins. Patty yeah, Jenkins. Jenkins. Right. She. She's done wonders mm. <laughs> for this movie. I don't think there could have been a better director for it. Well, and, you know, so it's not only the first um, female-led superhero movie, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's also directed by a woman mm-hmm. and everything is just, again, trying to bring into this uh, industry culture that these are stories that need to be told, but also yes. need to be told by women. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the right timing too for it. Mm-hmm. For Wonder Woman too. Because I know they tried doing a Wonder Woman TV show. Oh, did you ever see? I any? seen the pilot. Oh. I was actually on Hollywood Boulevard when they were filming that oh. <laughs> as Wonder Woman. <laughs> I never I never saw the pilot, but I read like a description of it and oof. I saw the pilot and oof. You know, it wasn't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. If it were to have come out okay yeah i probably would have watched it mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm the timing right now is right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that they skipped over i think supergirl works much better mm-hmm. especially for tv mm-hmm. and they've done well huge supergirl fan <laughs> um but movie wonder woman needed to come out in the movie Man. well but also this time mm-hmm. this specific time yes. of 2017 mm-hmm. we need like there needs to be more strong women. They're, they're, yes. yes, exactly. Leaders. And it leaders mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And it's and it's hard for me to it's 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 one of the, like I've always said we you know like I have a son and most of my family is girls so we were mm-hmm. shocked that we didn't have a girl and <laughs> so if you know we my my thought is if the next one is a girl I've always said like I don't if she wants to be a princess all right great but I want her to be a princess. That's like Diana. Of the mosquito. Yeah, that like right? that, that <laughs> when it's time, like she goes at it. Like I want yeah. I want her to know like she is strong, she is not less than anyone, mm-hmm. and no one should ever make her feel so. Yes. And I think that's the strength of Wonder Woman is that she does break a lot of historical standards in the world, how they see women and how mm-hmm. they look at women, where she did she and and I think even in the comics at one point she became their secretary. And mm-hmm. people like got visibly uh, angry about it. And mm-hmm. she can take on Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, that, right? that you know, <laughs> I, she got invisible. I saw shit. Batman v Superman, and it was you know critical, and audience responses are mm-hmm. a bit different and stuff. But when she stepped into the movie, that for me was like, did people cheer? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. they yeah. cheer. Well, for, and for me, like well, her music is so freaking epic. Like she's going toe to toe with Superman and Batman, mm-hmm. but like. Not only is she going toe-to-toe, but for me, at least, in that specific film, mm-hmm. she was going forward. Like, she was breaking well, them down. She comes in front of them and basically takes the force, force spot instead of just, like, coming up from behind. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she jumps into the danger in front of them almost in this way, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Get, to, get to work. Get to work. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, and I think... Shall we? Yeah, and it's just, oh, it, like, the trailer, I'm hoping, beyond hope. That as a movie, it is good. Like, well, I've heard know. people who have seen early screenings mm-hmm. just from different podcasts that right. you'll be minds will be blown. Good, mm-hmm. I'm great. So you know, don't really judge the book by its mm-hmm. cover because, like, I know that with uh, Dawn of Justice right. and Man of Steel, like, had gotten a lot of heat, right. you know, before, mm-hmm. and 
those are not terrible movies. I don't know what people are saying. Oh, I throw up watching. It's like, really? You, <laughs> you haven't seen up. a bad have, movie before? Well, I have my own issues. That's a whole other topic. Um, yeah, that's a whole other topic. But I'm very excited about it. But it's definitely watchable is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. There's some people who say that they can't even get through it. And mm-hmm. it's like, really? Well, Daniel, for you, is there a specific superhero well, film I, or TV I, show? I, for me, as a, I, I think this goes more as a writer. Um, the show Smallville. Which was, which is my favorite TV. Yes, like, I if, love if, if I had to, like, if people ask me a favorite TV show, it's almost a tie between Lost and Smallville. Yeah, Smallville, like, for me, just because it was such, and I think more on the Lex Luthor side, mm-hmm. was such a great showing of how you take someone that everybody knows is going to turn bad and make it a tragedy. And he was a good Lex. Yeah, and he was so he liked one of he liked one of my tweets. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited, Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> but it but it was such a great over seven years because probably year seven. I mean, mm-hmm. it went for ten years, but by year seven, he kind of is when he becomes the Lex Luthor that you know. Mm -hmm. But he starts off as a good guy. And I think as a writer, you see this way of like taking, if somebody already knows where this person's going, how do you make them, how do you get them to go, well, maybe he's not the Mm -hmm. Lex? Maybe maybe something, or what's going to happen to make that happen? And even in the show, they say it, it's not... It's not the destination; it's the journey. Yeah, and it's and there's literally a line in there about their friendship and where they're going, and it's you know, and there's even a line. One of my favorite lines of the show is Lex Luthor goes, "Oh, uh, Clark, I think our friendship is going to be a thing of legends," mm-hmm. and because him and Lex are friends in the show, Clark and and Lex, and and for me as a writer, it really showed like how you can take your time and piece it out and go. And I like how do you make this that. guy become the bad guy, and how do you get people to love them. And then turn them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it, it's, oh, it's so, so good. I, I have all seasons on DVD. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow them? Yeah. I only have up to season five because then they went to Blu-ray after mm. season five. So mm-hmm. I have season five to DVDs. Okay. And then I have season six and on to on Blu-ray. So you can't borrow all of them from me <laughs> to watch them. They're I'm on sure. Hulu. Get a Hulu. They're all on Hulu now. Oh, there we so go. So if you can find some no, nice Hulu. No, you can totally binge watch that mm-hmm. like yeah you'll get you'll get there's some there's bad episodes like every tv show and there's cheesiness yeah, yeah. You know, but it's too, so but there's so overall. many good moments and and tom welling does a great job and john schneider yes. and and uh um i can't think of her, her name that plays martha kent right now off the top of my head but they make that show like mm-hmm. they're so good nice and so that that would be mine <laughs> very yes. good very good um so finally uh, Michael, I, you talk as much as you can on this one. <laughs> from my extensive from experience. experience, your extensive experience. I mean, you my, have, my uncling experience. Yeah, your uncle. This was saying you have you, you have nieces and stuff. Um, um, we've mentioned several times. Both uh, Ashley and I have have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're doing a job uh, like acting and writing, it's not a being set, a creative. Being creative, it's not a set thing. It's yeah. not something that you're constantly always making money from. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you actually juggle the responsibilities of having a career and 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 you know providing mm-hmm. for a, a child? And and on, on top of that, how do you inspire? You know, how do you want to inspire them as he grows up? Well, my thing is is that. When I was working as a probation counselor, uh, and I wasn't happy, mm-hmm. and when I finally got back into acting, my thing is, is that I want my son to go for his dreams. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to settle. And in order to teach him that, I'm going for my dreams. Right. I'm going for what my passion is and what my passion always has been, mm-hmm. and to not settle. So if anything, if I, I want to teach him anything, it's that. I want him to go for his passion. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I moved him here with me. You know, of course. I'm not going to, like, leave him behind. Right. So he came here with me, and, you know, he's he's seen me work pretty much in everything. He's seen me work as Wonder Woman. You know, his mm-hmm. the kids in his school, they know me as Wonder Woman. You fought robots. <laughs> I fought robots. He's seen oh me God. fight robots. He's That's seen so me coolest. as Wonder Woman. That's so cool. He's seen me getting chased by a Santa. <laughs> you know, like, he, he's seen it all, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I want to be able to expose him to all of that. He's seen mm-hmm. me run track. He was a little baby. So like he may not remember it, mm-hmm. but you know, he, he was there and I mm-hmm. wanted to be a part of that and to see it. Right. I, I think for me it's always you know, the first obviously and I I'm sure you agree, the first thing is provide. Like mm-hmm. make sure that he has what he needs. Um yes. you know, make sure he has his clothes and his 
they have the things he needs for school and mm-hmm. a shelter and food. food. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah. food. Oh, no one's got food. Um, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, I think you always have to go, what are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I look at both sides. I have a, a 9 to 5.30 job that I do that I, I don't I don't hate. I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the people I work with. It's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I know that I need to provide. Yes. And But then on the other side is there's times where I'll stay up till 2 in the morning because I'll write, be working on a script or working on something for the podcast. Because also I want him to know that he can do whatever he wants to and not to give up. Yeah. On that it dreams. takes that it takes hours. Yeah, and it takes know? work and, and not and yeah, it takes work and it takes time and and that you have to be really focused on it to make it happen and that don't let you know the small the small things and this this path that you have stop you if he mm-hmm. wants to be a musician or if he wants to go into acting or any kind of creative field that it's hard like, yeah. I do want him to learn that. Like, it's tough and it's mm-hmm. a struggle. But if you love it, the struggle is always worth it's it. It's worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have so much more respect when you do make it. Mm-hmm. You have respect for the people who are trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And you have the opportunity to help those that, you know, have helped you mm-hmm. get to where you are and be like supporters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think of my brother who's, you know, I'm an uncle. Uh, to some great nieces and a nephew, uh, my brother John, uh, he he's a poet. He he does music. He raps and everything. Mm-hmm. And but as he's you know had this family and everything, he's had to take certain sacrifices of like when he would previously maybe go out and do concerts or anything. Mm-hmm. Now he just focuses on doing work in the studio if he has the time and stuff. But he's got a job that provides for his kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And. To see that the kids are happy as well yeah. and that, you know, he's able to still spend time and be present for them mm-hmm. and that he's able to tap into music if he wants to, if he if he has the opportunity. Yeah. Um, for me as an uncle, that just makes me happy mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. I, I wish, I mean, they live in Northern California, so I don't get to see them uh-huh. as often yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, that's a question I would have for you guys is just... You know, the day-to-day juggling of like, well, because Daniel, you were just talking about mm-hmm. your daily job and stuff, right. but as an actor, yeah, I'm, as I'm, someone who's, you know, doing films and that you've done, mm-hmm. uh, you know, competition shows and stuff like that, like, how do you juggle that schedule? Well, it, the thing is, is, is being able to have an opportunity to provide and be flexible mm-hmm. with your time. Um Hollywood Boulevard has been a huge help in me having that flexibility. And it's not easy being out there on your feet all day and not being 100% guaranteed what you'll get Mm -hmm. or how much you go home with. And there's a good and bad side to working that job. For Mm -hmm. one, you're out there with no protection. Mm -hmm. I was about to say. You know, you're out there on your own. You completely rely on the friendships that you've made out there to mm-hmm. have your back if and if a situation were to happen mm-hmm. and i'm grateful that i have made some great friendships you know out there that you know have my back and i have their back mm-hmm. but um even that you it's not guaranteed it's it's tough it's you know mm-hmm. you have characters that aren't so good mm-hmm. and take advantage of of that opportunity of being out there working mm-hmm. and the tourists and right. that takes away from the good mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. out there so you have to also struggle with that mm-hmm. you know you can't surround yourself with characters who are completely like trying to take advantage of tourists and demanding a certain price and it's not like that you it, you can't demand a certain price right. characters have gone to jail yeah oh my goodness. <laughs> okay they have for doing that mm-hmm. so um it's not a job for everyone right i've yeah. seen characters come and go mm-hmm. for like the last six years mm-hmm. now and uh, but i'm thankful to have it i'm thankful that i have the tolerance for it mm-hmm. sure <laughs> and um it's been my main source to provide for my son mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes away from opportunities to be able to work right but i again 
if a great opportunity comes, I can take that time off. Right. Yeah, and and so I, your brother lives down here mm-hmm. as yes. well. So it, it, does he help take care of your son if you book work or? Well, because um, he's he's working too. So oh, um, that's right. my mom, <laughs> shout out to my mom. <laughs> uh, she decided to I guess she came with me to help me move uh-huh. and then just like never left she just stayed here right. and it's like the, the the whole thing was that she was gonna go like back home mm-hmm. and uh, if she did do that and go back home my life would be a lot different right. I would have to count like look for a babysitter mm-hmm. that which I you know, you know, uh, it, it's hard to trust mm-hmm. and to build that trust with someone. Mm-hmm. And I have that trust already with mm-hmm. my mom. Mm-hmm. And so she's definitely have been a big help with me being That's able awesome. to. So most of my business I try to handle while mm-hmm. my son is in school. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, so thinking more of like lining up your work yes. with his so it's schedule. Not, like, not like totally taking advantage of the mm-hmm. fact that my mom is here. Like I love mm-hmm. being a mom. Right. You know, so I don't want that title to be taken away from me. I love being a mom and being there. So Mm -hmm. um, I try to handle all my business as much as I can while he's in school. Mm -hmm. Um, And if something comes up, I have my mom and sometimes my brother, Mm -hmm. who is also my son's godfather. (laughs) So like it works out, you know, Uh, if he's around, then I have him that can help me for if I have a project that I have to go to. Right. So I got, you know, it's, it is hard. We we moved here from Dallas. Um, We really don't have any family around here, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And uh, shout out to my mom who hates that we live out here. (laughs) Shout out mom. Shout out to all of us. And so, you know, it's hard on her and, and, but it's also hard words like we can't just go out like I can't mm-hmm. call up and go hey mom do you want to see your grandkid for the exactly. evening you know and, and um and so you know luckily we've made some really great friends and one of them uh shout out to Becky is uh takes care of has been a nanny and stuff like that and it was great and love Nolan and, yeah. and has watched him several times especially when I was working in Santa Monica she would come uh at least three times a week and stay with him for a good three hours before my wife came home and that's and awesome. um, and she's she's always mm-hmm. been our go to date night you know call if you know and we try to we always try to get time but um, my thing is I always try to make sure like if I'm doing like interviews like this and stuff mm-hmm. like that I always try to book it around like when he's taking a nap yeah and stuff like that that way my wife doesn't have to just watch him by herself mm-hmm. um, if she doesn't have to but sometimes she does if we have to do it earlier she's you know she's been so kind and 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 done that and he can mm-hmm. be as you know with a boy he can be a handful oh yes um, but, <laughs> he's uh, like five children yeah in one. oh he really he's <laughs> oh my gosh tell me about it and and so it's nice to be to try to figure that out when that does work out it's great where i can you know i come home and he's up and and then you know or if i'm coming home from work i always make sure like i don't come home and just sit down and write mm-hmm. you know i get him dinner you, you uh, take care of the responsibilities yeah. that you yeah, need to absolutely. do. Absolutely. I sit down with him on the porch until my wife comes home because he won't go inside until oh, she gets home. Sometimes so he sweet. sometimes he will, but some, most times he won't. Um, but if he does, I'll get his, his dinner ready. And then if there's something around the house I need to get mm-hmm. done, I'll start doing that. Um, I'll put on his favorite TV show, whatever it is that day. And then, um, you know, and then it's just, and then when he goes to bed, then I, you know, I'll, I'll either spend time with my wife or that's when I'll do something that needs to mm-hmm. get done work-wise. But I make sure, like, he, you know, I make sure to, and I, and, and sometimes you do have to, like, go, you know, focus on the kid, like, because I'm it's still, It's important to yeah. have that bond. No, absolutely. Like, yeah. and, and, I, and I love that kid to death. And, and if, you know, and, and I want him to know who I am. I want him to know what I do, you know. So it's, it's stuff like that, but I, it's, it, it is important to make sure that you know, they know you're doing what makes you happy so mm-hmm. that they know to pursue that as well. Yes. You know? um, well, uh, are, is there anything you want to plug that you're doing or you have coming up one more time? Um, I will be heading back out on Hollywood Boulevard so for all you <laughs> Hollywood you know, visitors coming this summer. Uh, <laughs> I'll be out there as Wonder Woman. Look for a kick-ass Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, when you, you when you see Ash, uh, 
Ashley, just rem- tell her that you're part of the Hollywood <laughs> Hustle. Team Hustle. <laughs> team Hustle. You're yeah. part of Team Hustle. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, probably the podcast yeah, yeah, part. Yeah, so. yeah. You're, not, you're just part of the hustle. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> you just like the dance. Um, <laughs> uh, look out for Death Ward 13. Yes. And, and, and when is that expected to come out? Um, we're getting ready. We're still in pre-production, but no, we'll be perfect. starting filming like pretty soon. And then um, Sammy also Sammy is someone you're working and, on. And uh, Safe Place. Safe Place. Um, they all have Facebook pages. So oh, go like if them. you want to stay up to date with them and when they're mm. coming out, like definitely check out the, the Facebook pages like all and Twitter right um, yeah you'll get all the updates and information and uh, one more time where can people find you um, you can find me on all social media by looking up Ashley Mary Nunes uh, main social media is Instagram I love Instagram <laughs> so you can find me at girl one the number one der der um, 2002 on Instagram, and then I'm just Grill Wonder on Twitter. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, real quick, last thing uh, before we stop uh, stop recording. Uh, before Friendster, or after Friendster, and before Facebook, there was a wonderful website called MySpace. MySpace. And <laughs> you had your top six or eight friends, yes. and Tom was your friend, and everyone had music. It was a whole thing. I think I deleted Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Tom got moved from my friend list really quickly. He never talked to me. Um, but I found a 167 old MySpace quiz that okay. people would take when they were bored to death. Oh, uh, my as the usual goes, I asked uh, Ashley to pick six numbers before we started recording. She had no clue what they were for. Uh, I have taken the questions based on those numbers, and here we Okay, <clears throat> let's see go. my MySpace skills. Mm. Question one, do you bite your nails? I don't bite my nails. No, I, I do. <laughs> what do you do? I do, I do rip them sometimes uh, okay. ah i hate saying that <laughs> but um but yeah there's times you know if it's, if it's getting like a little chip there i will rip it <laughs> <laughs> um what are you craving right now oh my god pizza Ooh. that's something that i always crave okay. i can be com- i can eat a whole meal cooked meal and then someone can bring me pizza and i'll eat it what kind of pizza just cheese Oh, okay. I'm a huge okay. cheese fan. I mean, I'll eat other stuff mm-hmm. if it's there mm-hmm. and already on it, but cheese is my thing. Okay. Have you ever, have you had your wisdom teeth taken out? I have. All right. Yes. So these questions are for Oh, wow. <laughs> They're out. Uh, have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? I have. Oh. oh it's awful. How fast? In, in LA? And no, in um, um, like Merced County. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that on my way to Fresno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was no one was there. No, they, were, they tricked me. Yeah. You know, I was going downhill, so I didn't have time to like completely slow, slow down. down. But yeah. Um, have you ever found anything of value on the ground? Um, value on the ground. Um, I don't really believe. I maybe I, I think at one point I did find a Comic Con ticket at Comic Con, but I already had my ticket, so. It wasn't a value to me. I got your butt up. But it was of someone else. And lastly, have you ever kissed any of your friends? Like, mm-hmm. like, kiss. Not like. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't remember. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the six MySpace questions. Awesome. See, everybody gets to learn a little awesome. bit more. Thank you so much, Ashley. It's been a pleasure having you uh, on the show. It's a pleasure being here. Hope you'll come here. back again sometime. Yes. Uh, especially after Death Ward and Safe Place and all those come yes. out. Yes, please let us know those. when yes. uh, those movies are coming out. We would love to I'm check sure. them out. Invite yes. us to the premiere no, and the parties sure. no. and just throwing that out there. 100% <laughs> yes. You guys will get an invitation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Back to you, Mike and Daniel, in the studio. Superheroes forever. Woo. <laughs>